You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. And it's time for Tech Fan Podcast number 400, 439. Still the new show? It. Still the new show. <laughs> it's not actually. No, now I feel I like, you know, Next Pub is the new show. Yeah, I don't feel like it's the new show anymore. So but, uh, um, it only took, only took what, five years, five six years. years. Yeah. yeah. It's more than that now. Is it? What, we since this? we've been doing the show? Yeah. We've been doing it for a decade, dude. We started yeah. in 2010. <laughs> yeah, it was about, I think it was about two years ago it stopped feeling like the new show. When, uh, let me see, the month that we started, we started in September 2010. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. And here we are, September 2020. And it started because um, I took a job. <clears throat> I was doing another show for OWC. And then when I took this other job, Apple was like, we'd, we'd really not like you to do this OWC show. And I was, I could have said, you know, screw you, but you know, they were our, they were the big partner, (laughs) put it that way. And so I said, okay, I'm going to start tech fan then. Cause like, I'm so important. I have to, I, oh, I have to have my outlet really. I'm a creative. Mm-hmm. I'm an artiste. So next year will be 25 years of podcasting for me. Is that right? So I started in 94. So yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, be a long no. time. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a long time, put it that way. Whatever the actual. Well, yeah. 26 well, I years, I think. So this is 25 then? No. This is 94. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're already in the. You're already in your oh. 26th year. Oh, yeah. I am, aren't I? <laughs> Did anybody hear me? No, wait, no. 2004. In? Sorry. 2000, Two, well, right, no, yeah, there you go, my Mac started in 94. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. started podcasting in 2004. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what am I now? 15 then? 16 years. 16 years. Yeah. This podcast can finally drive. <laughs> So, uh, driving to the ground. Yeah. So, let's start with you. You put a, a a link in the show notes to one of the ugliest computers I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? And it's expensive to boot. Why would no, anybody... No, it's not expensive. They, the prices that are quoted are not the price you pay. Yeah. So They give um, it to you then? Because no, it's so yeah. ugly, you'd have to force me to take this plasticky piece of 1992 it, junk home. It is. It looks terrible, it, man. It is plasticky. I will give you that. Um, but you know what? It's one of these things that, when you're using it, is cooler than it looks. No, it's so, not. <laughs> this is this is called the GPD Micro PC, uh, and effectively, if you imagine you took a like a, a admittedly old-looking laptop and you shrank it down so it was only six inches in size, this is what you would get. This, this looks like a portable DVD player kids would have in 2002 in the back of your car. Uh, well, again, shrunken. It's not that big. And that's part of its charm is the pictures. What doesn't come across in the pictures is actually Oh, no, I can see the USB is like a quarter of the yeah. size of the whole yeah, unit. Yeah, it is. So it is it's, small. It, it's very slightly larger than my iPhone um in dimensions uh, but a little bit thicker as well obviously but the thing is it is a fully working uh, windows 10 pc in that size and it and it as i said it's one of those things that when you start using it you just think this is this is so 
cool. Um, it's it's a crappy little screen, a crappy little sc- keyboard. Right. The screen the screen is actually really, really sharp. It looks really good. Well, it has yeah. to be. It's the size of a postage stamp. I mean... Well, it's not. It's six inches. It's the size of a smartphone. Um, it's pretty much the same size as my iPhone 11 screen. Okay? And it's as sharp. It's as good. It's not quite as high resolution, but it's as sharp as good. But the thing is... Um, and, and then the, the keyboard. Admittedly, not a touch-typist keyboard. But the thing is, the keyboard deck is fully backlit, and it has uh, a touchpad uh, and mouse controls all built in. Um, and then... For a, a small computer, this has uh, SD card slot, uh, three USB 3 slots, uh, a USB-C port, and Ethernet and a serial port. So what this is good for, and what this is, I think this is really designed for, because the company that makes this, GPD, who are Chinese, um, they do other little PCs that are far more um, sleek and modern than this. But this is really designed for people who might be working in server rooms and just need to have a computer with them to perhaps enter terminal commands and things like that it's really designed to be um kind of like an engineer's you know laptop they always have with them that does basic stuff and that's kind and that's why it has things like serial port and an ethernet port on it and that's also i think why the industrial design is not exactly um not exactly uh 2020 it's probably more 2010 but the thing is what's cool about this is first of all the prices you see are not what the price you pay i bought this on ebay brand new and i paid about 240 pounds for it so just short just short of 300 so the reason the reason i bought this okay is that i have a lot of um legacy computers like old uh handhelds things like um palms and scions and um, British Cambridge, like this thing called the Cambridge Z88, which is like an old British computer that all use serial to send data back and forth. And so, what I've been doing is I've been hooking up a USB serial port adapter to a laptop, yeah, and plugging stuff in so I can get data on or off and on of them. But it, it's a it's a pain in the ass, yeah. It's um, it's kind of a, a pain to get the cable. You have to get all the cables out. You get to the USB C USB to serial thing going. You have to fire up a vm because most of the, most of the software this stuff uses doesn't run in in windows 10 and you have to kind of uh, then um you know configure up the serial ports and then start the software going and just, oh, this is all often just to put one small file like a small program or something like that onto one of these devices with this i can have it all pre-configured ready to go because i I'm, obviously i'm not doing general computing on this it has a celeron processor in it so it's not a powerhouse by any stretch of the imagination but funnily enough i mean they've put the specs in the right areas it has eight gig of ram and it has a proper ssd rather than one of those crappy emcc things that you often get in cheap computers yeah so it actually performs pretty well um bearing in mind it's not doing you know a huge amount processor wise uh, but actually it's pretty snappy to use um i can run what i need to run on this and with a proper serial port, I can just hook straight up and get my files on and off. And because it's tiny, I can just have it around any time I'm doing my legacy computing stuff. It's not getting in the way. It's not a big thing. Um, you know, it's just really handy. For and, and I'm using it kind of in the way it's intended to be used, which is just as a kind of almost like a, a cheap scratch computer for accessing old things. Um, but the thing is, is as, as I say, it's one of those things you get out of the box, you turn it on, and it starts running Windows 10 really well, and you think, my God, this is incredibly cool for something that's so small. So that's my pitch. 
Yeah. Are you done? <laughs> what? I'm here. No. I thought I, I thought you were a you, I thought you were interested in technology. This is barely technology. Oh. This this looks like a, a Lego kit. Well, it might look like a Lego kit, but I'm telling you, it's perfectly functional. And, it, you know, it actually, this is the thing that's cool about it, is that it, it's not expensive for what it is. It actually performs better than you expect it to, yeah? And it actually does the job you want it to do really, really well. Um, and as I said, it is a full computer in something the size of a smartphone. And bearing in mind that um, Microsoft and Samsung are now selling devices around about this sort of size that are uh, dual screen and supposedly uses a little tiny portable laptop and everything um, and they're between $1,500 and $2,000 yeah I think that, that a, a machine like this is a is a worthy alternative if that's what you want to do is you want to have something more powerful than than an iPhone or a single screen Android phone with you whenever you want to go if you feel you have a need for that, I admit it's not a not a need that many people will feel they have. But that's I'm why looking, I think a niche device doing doing meeting that function to me is more. Well, let's face it; these folding phones are also niche devices, but they are, yeah, as I said, over a thousand dollars each, and you don't have to spend that sort of money to get this sort of niche functionality if that's what you feel you need. I found it on the American store. $564 and well, $479. Yeah. As, as I say, the, unfortunately, the nature of this stuff that's, that comes from China is that some people will import it. They'll put their margin on it. They'll sell it through their store with their, you know, to be fair, with their warranty and their uh, backing and that sort of thing. But that jacks the price up. And I fully admit that I probably would not spend $500 on one of these. There are other models they do that are more functional. Um, that you know have better like uh, they do a one with a with a kind of a proper keyboard that that looks like a you know the one of the old handheld keyboards from HP or something like that and a, and a, a cut high res color screen and a core M3 processor in and those things are five hundred dollars upwards and if you want something faster I would you know I think that's that's fair I would not pay five hundred dollars for a seller and computer of this size no but not. as I said you don't have to pay that sort of money. There are plenty of people selling it direct. I bought it on eBay. It's brand new, fully warranted and everything, but I did not pay that sort of money. You know, uh, I can see the appeal for some people. Um, yeah, I'm not saying everyone should have these. It's a, it's a niche no. product for, you know, but there are plenty, you know what? There are plenty of people who uh, wander around uh, and they will have their phone with them and then they might have, uh, an iPad and they might have an iPad keyboard that they keep in their bag as well and the idea is if they ever need to do like heavy work more than um, just you know tapping out a text message or a, a quick email but they might need to write some documents they might need to do some spreadsheet work or something like that they might think that having an iPad and a keyboard or um, you know maybe even a, a Surface and something like that as, a, as an additional device to their phone um, kind of makes it makes it worthwhile I, my what I'm saying with this is that if you are of that bent and you feel you might need to do that occasionally, yeah, you can have a device like this instead of carrying something bigger and more expensive alongside your phone. Because let's face it, most of us do most of our computing on the move now on our phone. Yeah. But um, occasionally you find you want something more. You need something more powerful, more functional than than what your phone can do. Uh, and the, I think the, the argument I'm trying to make with this device is that there are other options out there rather than the defaults. 
Uh, and, you know, the nature of computing now is the defaults often are very expensive. Um, and still, you still have the same level of compromises. And I'm saying that there are other ways of doing it. And I thought this might be interesting to some of our listeners. I have a uh, new monitor that I haven't even taken out of the box yet. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm part of a, a select group of people on Amazon that reviews products for free. Yeah. And I got this. I just put it in the show notes. And I must have been looking in the way, like really early in the morning, like five o'clock in the morning before I took my shower. Uh-huh. Because I didn't remember requesting this. Mm-hmm. And then I get this big ass box yesterday. I'm Ooh. like, what the hell? Um, I don't really need this thing. No. <laughs> yeah, and this is. And you, and you've just ugly. been. You've just say you've just been dissing me for my ugly computer. No, I know this is ugly. This so is ugly, it's an, and it's huge. It's huge. Uh, yeah. yeah, I can attest by the box. Yeah, it's an Acer Predator XB two seventy three K. What the hell is that? Uh, what seriously? It, yeah, they just put letter S B P or S B M I P R Z X. 27 inch UHD 3840 by 2160, which is 4K. Yeah. IPS NVIDIA G Sync monitor, Visa certified display, HDR 400, quantum dock, 144 hertz, four. The dog is snoring. Hey, knock it off. He's literally snoring over there. They always fall asleep hard. Yeah. Hard when I'm doing the podcast. One display port and one HDMI port. And it has these fins, I guess, at the top and the sides to kind of keep glare off the screen. It's really for a gaming, uh, a pro gamer. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? So I have a gaming PC. Yeah. Uh, you know, admittedly a, a cheaper one, but it is it is kind of brand new, middle of the road. Uh, gaming laptop that I bought. Um, the, the the original one I had when I bought in lockdown, Alexander's got now, um, and I bought a new one. There was a deal, um, and the and the ethos behind all these spec numbers and presumably the um, SBMI PRZX, which I presume refresh I mean, rate go- and how I'm fast go- things move on the screen. And yeah, no I'm going to ass- yeah, I'm going to assume that the sp- b- b- bricks mean something to if you're a gamer. Um, or perhaps suggest something. And yeah, the idea is is that with these very high refresh rates, the big color gamut, um, you know, all of the quant- whatever quantum dot is and everything, the idea is is that it performs better than a standard monitor when you're gaming. And they even have in the kind of the, uh, in the, in the slideshow of pictures that, uh, that they have the side here, they show... Um, like a, a a screen without tearing on it and then a screen with that tearing that you sometimes get on monitors where the yeah. you know the pictures don't line up um they they show a picture of uh, a dude in a in a in a gun sight lying on the ground and then next to him there's one presumably without the gaming monitor where it's blurred and the dot is not on his chest ready to to kill him um so uh, yeah those fins are actually, it's actually a hood i see it's actually like um you know, something kind of like the old, you know, the old timey photographers when they yeah. used to go underneath the camera with a yep. black, yep. black, mm-hmm. 
cloth over them. It's a little bit like that, really, to keep the glare off. Well, you'd also see yeah. these on uh, pro-graphic machines back in the day yeah. where, uh, you know, color was everything, that they would actually calibrate their screen. Yeah. And um, they would have pitch-perfect color. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to argue that the... Oh, this is this uh, this is the... Oh, maybe this is what these mimics means. Maybe it's a shortcut for mythic speed. Down in the um, down in the actual description, they've got a Predator XB3 series mythic speed logo. So maybe maybe that's what it is. I am not going to argue that this is a very high end, high performing monitor. Yeah, it should be for the sort of money they're charging for it. I, Jesus, I, it, oh, By the way, that's one thousand one hundred and fifty-three dollars. <laughs> okay, so that that's going to be more. Well, a good chunk of of I would imagine a high-end game is going to spend on their whole system is going to be is going to be the monitor. The graphics card will be the next thing that will also be probably be around about a thousand dollars. I am sure that this is absolutely top-end, cutting-edge monitor technology. Um, I'm not sure it would be better than an equivalent kind of pro editing monitor. No, um, I don't think it probably yeah. is. And, and I'm sure at the very, very highest levels of Twitch gaming, there are people who the difference between this and a normal monitor would make a difference to the quality of their gameplay. I don't think 95% of people who might buy one of these, it's going to make a damn bit of difference to how well they play. Um, I don't think they're going to be like the pictures imply missing shots missing headshots and anything like this because of the quality of the monitor you know they might they might be bothered by the tearing you know what the cure is for things like the tearing and the resolution and the color gum and everything is getting old because once you get past 40 you don't notice any of that stuff anyway because your eyes aren't good enough True. um but um you know I, I i always feel when i see stuff like this that part of the sale is a little bit like you know you back in the day you you were into hi-fi like i was back in the day sure when they used to sell those very high-end oxygen free copper cables yes that they claimed improved the sound between yeah. your speakers and your amp or the yeah. interconnect interconnects was a big one the the um the rca cables that basically went between each of the components you were hi-fi yeah they would sell you people would sell you quite happily hundred dollar interconnect cables that had gold-plated connectors and oxygen-free copper and everything, that they swore blind, and they, the very high-end audio files swore blind, made a, a tangible difference to the sound of your hi-fi. Yeah, and most of, us, most of us could not hear it, mm-hmm. and the people who could afford to buy it, kind of, you never knew whether it was a placebo effect, that because they knew they'd spent $100 in the interconnects, they convinced themselves they could hear a difference. I, I got s- into, I got a little bit of a story about that. Yeah. I got into a argument. It was a place called Classics. I think it was Classic Stereo. There was two of them in Kalamazoo. Um, one was like an old house that they converted into a store. Still yeah. there, but they're not a stereo store anymore. And there was another one down the road. I think I'm getting the name wrong. That I actually uh, leased when I was at Max Specialist. That was going to be our uh, another store for us. But it was the one that was a converted house. And he they had these different rooms set up with the different equipment. And that's where I ended up buying my paradigm paradigm speakers for a couple grand. Right. Um, but I was in there one day and the guy was talking about exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And I rolled my eyes. He wasn't talking to me. He was talking to another customer. I rolled my eyes and he goes, Oh, you don't believe the difference. And I said, no, and you shouldn't either. It's just a connection. It makes no difference. It's whether there's gold or, 
copper. It makes no difference at all. Yeah. And he goes, oh, it absolutely makes a difference and blah, blah, blah. And if you're a true audiophile, you can hear the difference. I said, go get a regular pair of cheap RCA cables and your high-end ones, and I'll do a blind test. I'll stand behind it and switch them, and you tell me which cables are which. Yeah. Oh, we don't we don't even carry those cheap cables. I said, but you would do the test? And he was like, absolutely, I could tell the difference. I literally drove three blocks down to a radio shack, yeah. bought a pair of RCA cables for $1.99, thinnest cable i could find red and white went back showed him the cables and he's like let's do this 50 uh-huh. percent. in other words there was no noticeable difference he could yeah. not tell the difference yeah exactly now with this monitor I'm he sure was you, mad by the way yeah i'm sure with this monitor you can tell the difference at the end of the day a thousand dollar high performance monitor you're going to be able to see the difference if you're My a programmer art, yes yeah, well, even if you're a, even if you're a game, you can probably side by side tell the difference. My argument would be for most people, it's not going to make a damn bit of difference to how well they play their game having a piece of kit like this no. versus a regular monitor. Um, partic- and as I say, particularly as you get older, I did actually have a <laughs> an object lesson the other day. In um, you know, you try to convince yourself as you get older, and your your eyes aren't as good that that you know it's not that bad compared to young people it is <laughs> i yes. went into i went to the apple store because i had a problem with my airpods pros one of them um every time it moved in my ear I was getting a little bit static off it so anyway i signed up for the genius bar went in uh explained this to them they went oh yeah you know um you know we we kind of implied that, that they they see quite a few like this anyway there's no problem they switched it out for a spare for a, re- a new one right just the uh the right airpod pro but on the AirPods and the AirPods Pros, the serial number for the AirPods is written in the world's tiniest text inside the lid. Yeah, so you know that <laughs> you know you know you know the like the the, um, the 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 kind of toothpick style case that flips up. Yep. Yeah, and the AirPods are magnetically sealed in there in the right. little recess above that, that. That's the holes that are there for allow the top of the AirPod to close into the lid in tiny grey text on white in there is the serial number for the AirPod, right? Um, you can look this up online. Then, that's basically... Because you, you, when, when somebody says, well, where's, it's not on the actual AirPods, it's on the case. So, <laughs> the genius, yeah, he, he said, just let me just make a note of the serial number. And he flicked up and he stared. And I said to him, you can read that? He went, oh, yeah. <laughs> I said... <laughs> The only way I can read that is if I take a picture with my phone and pinch into Zoom. That's it. It's, yeah. You know. I, you know, I've done exactly that. <laughs> I've, I've looked up numbers. I'm like, there was cable that I was looking at. I was trying to figure out what size cable it was. Yeah. Um, because about the smallest cable, um, to back up, I thought it would be fun to make a little custom joystick thing, right? Right. And the the pack that I have to plug into... Uh, was not holding the wires. I would screw right. it down as tight as I can, and the wires would just pull right out. I'm like, all yeah. right, these wires are too thin, so what gauge are these wires? And it had some numbers yeah. on there. I couldn't read these damn things. So I used my <laughs> phone, and it's and it's so small, this wire. Yeah. I'm holding the wire in my hand. I could not get my iPhone to focus on the wire. It just kept getting my skin. No matter yeah. where I tapped, or it, I couldn't yeah. do it. And so I just gave up. I'm like, this is like... Yeah. 50 gauge wire and by the way for those who don't know the smaller the number in wire the bigger the gauge yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so I went out and I bought a 14 gauge wire, which yeah. I thought would be fine, but it was it's way too stiff and I I can't. I, it doesn't work for me. It's too thick. Yeah. So yeah, but figure. yeah, I was just I was blown away about that. You know, he just yeah, like, I I, do, I do that all the time. What's that serial number? I don't know. I'll grab my yeah. phone and if, pinch I'd be, and zoom, I'd, and now I'd be I can read it. In a, in a listener poll, anybody who's got AirPods, flip that thing open, have a look, and then let us know whether you can read the numbers yep. or not, and then tell us how old you are. So I don't. I, I, I don't think, have. I think, if you're, AirPods, I think unless so I you're under thirty, you've got no chance. Yeah. No. Um, none. But having said that, I think with the you know the the problem with this high end gaming stuff, you see and you see it as well the aggressive styling on the laptops and the aggressive specs and everything like that. I think an awful lot of it is marketing snake oil to try and justify inflated prices. That's, that's always that's always been the case though. Yeah, in, in every yeah. single industry, you know, you know I'm so, in the automotive industry and I see the same thing there. Yeah. So don't get me I wrong, would, there is high end stuff that you can get in every industry that does cost money. But yeah. I think you're right with this monitor. Probably fifty percent of the cost is marketing BS. Yeah, but well, I'll be interested to hear your review and see what you think of it. Because um, obviously, you have a you have a four K iMac as well. So I do, um, but yeah. I, here's the thing: it might be a, a year or two before I review this thing. <laughs> yeah, it's so I don't. I have nowhere to. I have nowhere to put. It. I don't know what I was thinking when I. I honestly, I have no memory of, of requesting it. I really don't. So I thought and the Vine I don't program, they sent you stuff. I didn't realize that you actually requested it. No, no, no. You request, yeah. All oh, right. You, okay. I go on there and I say, okay, I want to review this. I mean, if I go on to the, to the system right now, um, and I'll tell you exactly what they're offering me. Yeah. Um, I, I, I read a, there was a BBC article about, about, the, about review, online reviews the other day, and because apparently a lot of Chinese companies will go out and pay people to review stuff. Yeah, that's been uh, Unsolicited. Yeah. Um, and of, and of course, then you know that skews the reviews because most most people who are paid to write a review won't give it a you know. I mean, the, the whole thing about the Vine program is that first of all, you know it's a Vine review when you see it online, so you you know the person uh, received the stuff for nothing. So that that informs you about about their objectivity to a degree. Uh, yes. And 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 secondly, yeah, they tend to pick people for the Vine program who they can see are pretty fair with their reviews, no matter what. All right, so. I'm, I'm going into... Um, you can see things in wire, yeah? Yeah. All right, so I'm going to send you two pictures. These are my suggested items right now. Right. Now, to be fair, these are just the ones that they're saying, oh, we think you might like to review these. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's chopped off the bottom, too. I just couldn't get them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's 23 items. Now, I can also go into additional items. And right. there's literally, in additional items, there is 18,021 items. <laughs> yeah. Everything from from clothing to video game to pet supplies. Books. Uh, no, Toys. Books, books really. Yeah, they there's they a book push here. too many books. Yeah, Coloring book. Mind. So you can see what they're re- recommending to me right now. Yeah. Um, the only one that's in there... That's uh, not even. Oh, what's this? Oh, see, I just got, I just got a recommended to you. Um, the only one that's kind of interesting is the Cameroon eighteen or ten eighty p outdoor pan and tilt Wi Fi camera. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. But I, there's another four hundred of them in the electronic section of additional items. Yeah, but I can a, get these a- all day long. There's a mega cyborg hand here. 
Yeah. Why would you not want to review that? Well, I, it's not that I, I don't I presume, want to. I presume part of that process, you have to chop up your own, chop off your own hand, replace it with a mega yes. cyborg hand. Yeah, and I hate that. <laughs> I like I like the uh, wooden pins clothespin. It's a hundred pack. <laughs> How do you how do you review that individually? Obviously, <laughs> you have to assess each one for efficacy. Stainless steel cat, pet st- bowl, stainless steel cat. Yeah, cat. You um, know, cats are trouble enough as it is. The last thing you want to do is give them stainless steel armor. That's it. They they generally they're they're bastards to begin with. <laughs> exactly. And you give them armor, yeah. and it's just it's the end. You don't want to beat them up. I, no. I was watching a I was watching a TV show last night about the um, the mammoth. You know the mammoth, the big elephant-like hairy thing that used not, to roam the earth. Yeah, but I've seen yeah. them. Yes, and they they were talking about how there was a balance between um, these what they call the megafauna, these huge animals, herbivore, herbivorous animals. Yeah, and then the things that hunted them, which were the um, the cave lion and the saber-toothed tiger, and you know, we've all seen this stuff in Ice Age and, and all this sort of thing. You know, think a saber-toothed tiger is kind of like an... It looks like a mix between a lion and a tiger, and it has the big curved teeth. But apart from that, you just think, well, it's just another big cat. Those things were huge. Yeah. <laughs> it stood like 10 feet tall. And yeah. I'm watching this, and I'm thinking, dearie me, I'm very glad that they aren't around anymore. Oh, you know, miss the mammoth, but, you know, let's not bring back the saber-toothed cats. <laughs> Those things look horrifying. You know what the, the, one of the best killers on the planet are? And the only reason that we're even around as a species is because they're only, at the most, six inches big. Praying mantises. Yeah. They are unbelievable. They kill every... They have no fear of anything. They almost never run for... Usually an insect or an animal or something, if they feel like they're, they're going to get their ass kicked and they may die, they're going to run. Yeah. Right? Praying mantis doesn't have that flea. It never does. It fights no matter what. Yeah. You if you went up to a praying mantis and kind of click, you know, messed with it, it will it will try to attack you. Yeah. But you, well, I don't blame. They're badass because they got God on their side. I mean, <laughs> they, the reason they pray is that is they, they must be like the ninja monks of the insect world. Yeah. Well, so. when they when they when they mate, the female chops the head off of the male when they're done. Yeah. You know, but to be fair, from my experience with women, most women feel like that. Yeah. <laughs> Towards us. <laughs> yes. There's nothing new there. They just keep it out in the open. Yeah, exactly. Theirs is, theirs is swift they're, they're, and brutal. Just... Ours is slow and... <laughs> <laughs> they, theirs is physical, ours is mental. I don't know which yeah. is easier. Um, yeah. Yeah, don't, yeah, let's, they let's this, not go any further I saw this that video, right. No. I saw this video where they put this murder hornet, these things that everyone's scared of, and with the praying mantis. And the praying mantis caught it. Yeah. Right? And this murder hornet is just stabbing it over and over, and the praying mantis doesn't give a crap and just eats its head. Just eating its head while this murder hornet is stabbing it. And he just continues to eat the head down far enough until it's dead. And then it's just... (laughs) I, and, the, and the praying mantis is like, dude, this is this is nothing. You should see what I do for sex. I mean, 
<laughs> I watched this uh, this YouTube video the other day. Alexander and I were killing ourselves with laughter. It was like summary twenty twenty. It showed people at a uh, like a twenty nineteen New Year's birthday uh, like celebration, and they're all going, you know, oh yeah, they're singing old Lang Syne and everything like that. And the clock switches over to twenty twenty. Immediately, see Australia on fire. <laughs> Yeah, yep. planes being shot down, and then COVID and all this stuff. And then you see this guy, right? And there's riots in the streets and all that. And he he goes home and he shuts the door and he like locks the door 15 times. You know, like they have in New York with all the locks on the door. Sure. Yeah. And he sits down and he's, this is all kind of cartoony stick figures. And he sits down. And you see him take three or four, you know, big deep breaths. It's like thank thank God, <laughs> locked outside. Then his window bursts open with his giant murder hornet, and he goes murder. Hornet. <laughs> there's something I obviously murder hornets are bad things, but there's something about the term murder hornet that's inherently funny. Yes. <laughs> it is. Um sticking on with technology for a minute, I did a yeah. thing this weekend. Oh yes. We 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 were everyone was fatalistically speculating on Facebook that it was going to blow up horribly in your face. Yep, it didn't. Uh, well, it almost <laughs> did. Let me put it that way. So, yeah. um, you remember when you were at MaxTalk a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago, two yep. years ago. Two years ago. Um, I had just installed a JVC Apple CarPlay unit in my Sequoia. I remember. And... I really haven't changed anything since then. It has the same subwoofer and amp. It has the same speakers and the same head unit. But for the last year, um, I would be listening to generally audiobooks because I'm driving to work. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't listen to a lot of music when I'm driving to work. Because, um, you know, it's a 40-minute drive. Yeah. And... So I want to listen to some. I want something that's going to keep my attention. If I'm listening to the same song I've heard a thousand times, I tend to tune it out. Yeah. Uh, but when I do listen to music, it sounds really good, as you can attest. So, yes. anyways, um, listen to audiobooks or music. It would often just drop out the left side of the entire vehicle, sound wise. It would just mm-hmm. be gone. And I, the only way to fix it, I would have to crank up the volume. And then, oh, yeah, sure, we'll play it on, on this speaker. And then I have to immediately crank it back down. Mm. But my steering wheel controls hasn't worked in forever. Right. So it's all on screen. Tap, 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 tap. Now it's really super loud. And all the speakers are working. Turn, turn down, turn down, turn down, turn And that would last for about five minutes and it would do it again. And sometimes it would drop out the right. Sometimes it would drop out the left. Sometimes it would drop out, it seems like, all the speakers. I could barely hear anything. I'd have to crank it all up and then it would come back. And I thought possibly... Uh, loose wires but it wouldn't do it it would do it often when i would hit a bump but it would also do it when it's completely smooth surface yeah so i ripped the whole thing apart i rewired the whole thing i got rid of the butt connectors and i soldered almost all the wires we should fix it right because if it's a loose wire solder is going to fix that no problem yeah and not only did i solder them i also heat shrank them so okay. I would solder it, and then I'd put the heat shrink on. These things aren't – There's that's an excellent connection. You, yeah. you can't get a better connection other than if it's a direct wire from the speaker directly to the stereo system, right? Yeah. Same thing continued to happen. So at this point, I'm thinking, okay, I think it's probably the head unit. But 
I have to justify to Julie buying a new head unit when I told her I was going to get a head unit for her Lexus. Right. Because she's got the stock one in there and it sucks. And she likes it just fine, but it drives me crazy. Yeah. So I finally just couldn't take it anymore. And she honestly doesn't care about you a know, head unit in her car. Don't don't take it out on Julie. No, just, she's well, perfectly happy with the head unit. I know. It, it just drives me crazy that her head unit is so old. I couldn't take it anymore. It's funny. She had to go. Yeah, she had to go. <laughs> so I said, you know what? I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done messing with this. Well, so yeah. I ordered a kit from a place called Crutchfield. Now, Crutchfield, back in the day when it was mail order catalog stuff, was the place to get your audio systems. Yeah. And I started using them when I bought my last head unit as well. But they also have a feature that it's like 30 bucks. Um, they won't just send you the dash kit. Uh, I also ordered a new steering wheel adapter thing. Right. Uh, because I thought, well, maybe that's the part that's bad. Hmm. But if I order that by itself, it's a hundred. It's like $150. But if I order it with a stereo, it's all, it's like 30 bucks. Right. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to order the whole kit. And they have this service. They won't send you just the um, the wiring kit. They'll actually pre-wire everything for you. Oh, cool. And I was like, hmm. So yeah. you, it's literally plug and play. Right. So that was two days ago. Mm-hmm. So I, I wire this whole thing up. And it's just, it's pretty simple. And Julie helped me with the... Um, uh, dash kit because it was a little bit different than the one I had before with the JBC unit. Mm-hmm. And we get it all in there and everything works perfect except I have one extra wire. It's blue. And I don't know where the hell this blue wire goes. And my sub doesn't work now. But everything else works including the steering wheel controls. Mm-hmm. So I call it a day. It's getting later in the day. I post it on Facebook and I said I have this blue wire. I'm not sure what it goes to. And I asked the guy who actually installed it for me originally at the JBC unit. Just yeah. simply because I was working so much, and I just threw him 50 bucks, and he did it for me. Um, so a couple different people from work actually said that blue wire is the remote turn-on for the amp slash sub. That's why I wasn't getting my sub, because it wasn't turning on. Right. But two days ago, we went to uh, Petoskey, uh, a by the lake shore and the whole thing yeah. julie and the kids wanted to look for petoskey stones i could care less we took some uh, photos for brooks um senior year all that um and then yesterday i'm going to pull this thing apart again figure out where i can plug the, plug this blue wire in and everything will be good right yeah well didn't, didn't quite work out that way <laughs> so i pulled the whole thing apart and now, I already knew by doing five minutes worth of research that if you see a blue and white wire, that is a remote turn-on switch for an amplifier. I've got two of them. Perfect. Except, remember, I got all this stuff pre-wired. But I've got an open connection, and I can see the wire, and I've got a perfect butt connector that can actually plug into the little thing inside there. Right? right. Are you following what I'm talking about so far? Yeah. So I crimp my wire, plug it in there, the amp comes on, everything's great. Mm-hmm. I slide it back into the dash, and before I'm going to, you know, put everything back together, I want to test it. Yeah. 
Well, the amp stops working. Yeah. Gosh dang it. So I pull it out. I plug it into the other connector. Mm-hmm. Put it back in. The amp works. Now my steering wheel controls don't work. So God damn it. So I pull it apart again. Yeah. I see a red wire. Now I know the red wire is power too. And if the vehicle's on, it's going to be powered. And if the vehicle's off, it's not going to have any power. So that's probably safe. So I plug it into there. The amp works. Nothing on the steering wheel controls. At that point, I walk away from it for an hour. I'm like, I got to get away from this thing. Mm-hmm. I start wondering, did I, did I somehow fry the new steering wheel controls? Yeah. So I grab the old one. Now there's dip switches on these that, you know, like for me, everything has to be on except for number four. That's Pioneer. The other mm-hmm. one was JVC and it was a different dip switch setting. Yeah. So I put the old one on four. I go in to the car. I plug everything into this because, again, it's just plug and play. Yeah. I slide the deck in, turn it on. Everything works perfect now. So I quickly say I'm not going to screw around with anything else. I, I button everything up and everything works fine now. And I drove around for about, I don't know, a half hour yesterday. And, of course, the trip to Petoskey and back when the system was new. Yeah. No dropouts. The audio works perfect. So it was definitely the head unit. Yeah. No question. But you've ended up having to put the old steering wheel controls back on. I did. It's exactly the same steering wheel controls. It's the same blue box breakout that I have with the new one. Same version, same everything. So I don't know if the new one fried or Or I screwed something up. I don't know. Yeah. But it's working. I'm not messing with it. (laughs) The nice thing is when I order one for Julie, and I'm probably going to eventually... I might get the same stereo. And so what I bought was, the other one was a JVC, and I, I, I always hated the controls on the JVC. The user interface was awful. To get into, for instance, uh, if I'm using Apple CarPlay for navigation, but I'm listening to Sirius XM, mm-hmm. it was like three buttons to get back. And then your favorites were awful. They were named the worst thing it, it it was it was just an awful interface. I hated it. I I yeah. used it and I worked with it and I got used to it. But I I there was never a day that I thought, yeah, this is workable. I always mm. hated it. It was terrible. Yeah. So this time I picked up a Pioneer DMH dash fifteen hundred NEX seven inch WVGA display it has Apple CarPlay, Android Auto. Uh, they put built in Bluetooth, of course. What doesn't know? Um, and it works extremely well. The I couldn't see my screen if the sun was hitting in a certain way on the JVC. Yeah. I'm not having that problem with the Pioneer. Yeah. I can actually see the screen. It's nice and bright without being obnoxious. It's a better display. Um, the user interface is a thousand times better. Just, it's not even close. Um, everything about this I like a lot. So cool. I'm, I'm really happy with the dash kit. Uh, w- and I got to give it up to Crutchfield. You know, when they they put these for thirty bucks, they they basically build you a wire harness that you mm-hmm. just plug into your car. Yeah, um, it's a first class job. I mean, it really is. It's it's professionally done. And well, that's I, kind I of wouldn't what you even want screw because, around. Yeah. If if anybody listening is going to replace a car stereo, go to Crutchfield, get it there, and let them build your wire harness for you. Yeah. It will save you. I'm not kidding hours of a headache and looking shit up online 
just let them do it. They know what they're doing. And, and not not only that as well. The original problem you had was a was a concern over wiring. You've got to think about troubleshooting that. If you know, even if you get it work, get it all in and working the first time, the fact is, if you ever have a problem with it, then not only do you have to worry about your head unit, but then you have to do what what, what you I just did. said about checking yeah. the whole wiring harness to make sure that there's no bad connections or anything like that. If somebody's done it for you, and, and I presume it's guaranteed as well. Yes. Yeah, so that's that's kind of what you want, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody wants to spend more time mucking around inside the dash of the car than they have to. So let me, uh, on on Amazon, just a head unit is 309 bucks. I don't remember mm-hmm. how much I spent on Crutchfield. Let me go up on crutchfield.com and look at my recent orders. Uh, and the nice thing with Crutchfield is you set up an account and you put in your vehicle. They sell uh, home stuff too, but they're really known for their car audio. Um orders that one um and that's the one yeah here we go um you you can put in your vehicle and stuff right yeah and they just know what it is yeah they are it's already pre. they i want to shop by this vehicle and they will only show you things that will work in your vehicle yeah that's kind of awesome yeah so this is what i got i got the uh the dmh 1500 i also got the pack PR 4.2, which is the Toyota Lexus interface, which retains your steering wheel controls and all that. Um, the pre-made wiring harness, $24.99 for that. Hmm. The dash kit, which is, it fills the gaps. It Number one, it, it lets you connect or install your radio into uh, the opening, right? Yeah. Um, and I had to break off pieces. I actually had to drum all pieces off of the dash kit because these are kind of generic ones. Yeah. Uh, but it came out perfect. It looks, and it's actually better than the one I had in the JVC. Mm-hmm. So all told, with tax, title, or tax, tax, um, shipping, everything, four oh nine seventy four, mm-hmm. which is a hundred yeah. bucks more with tax, a hundred bucks more than I could buy just the head unit on Amazon. Yeah. That's, ugh, it, I don't, I don't know why anybody would not do that. Yeah, I mean, just the, the just the time and effort is going to save you, apart from anything else. And then also yeah. on on your order page, you can download the owner's manual for um, the Pioneer. You can download the owner's manual for um, the wiring kit and the uh, steering wheel controls. The one thing that was kind of a pain in the butt is that the microphone that I used in the JBC had a proprietary plug at the back yeah stupid um and the one that came with pioneer was just a regular mini jack so i had to replace my microphone which was another two minutes of what you know yeah hiding my wires and clipping it up where i wanted it and all that but yeah well you've already done the hard part with that because you figured out where it goes the first time and and what the wiring route is where you can clip it all inside yeah inside the headlining so um yeah great great job and and so I jokingly said that doesn't look like Android Auto when you post the pictures, but it does support Android Auto as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it's both, yeah. which is nice yeah. in case I ever switch from iPhone to Android, yeah. which yeah, you're like thinking, you why would that. you ever do that? Well, but that did that was a consideration when I bought the JVC. I was kind of bummed out that it didn't also have Android Auto just in case. You never know. Just, Maybe yeah. I'll get really ticked off yeah. at Apple and I've just had it and I'm going to go we- Android. Speaking of which, we had um, some feedback a couple of weeks ago from somebody who said he'd listened to quite a few of our shows and didn't think we were, um, he thought we were so biased against Apple, it wasn't true. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Which I, you, we both found amusing because we actually try pretty hard. Well, first of all, we try try not to be like that. And secondly, I actually think, you know, we're, <laughs> we're getting older and grumpier now. We we do definitely, I, uh, I certainly feel um, I don't have the stars in my eyes for Apple that perhaps I no. used to have. No. Um, you know. <laughs> so We still use I, their I was, products, but I'm not enamored with the company or the, yeah, this, exactly. the culture and, or anything like and, that. And, and, you know, we ding, we, I, in, in, from my memory, we spend far more time criticizing Apple than we do praising them. Um, oh, I agree with nowadays. that. Nowadays. And, and we, and, you know, as, as this show demonstrates, we actually, we talk a, about a lot more non-Apple stuff than we talk Apple anymore. Um, but I, I guess, you know, look, everyone, everyone hears what they want to hear and everyone hears what they think they hear. And, you know, I don't know which shows this particular gentleman listened to. And perhaps we were, I don't remember being particularly pro Apple recently, but maybe we were, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say he's wrong. I just, because, you know, he hears and he understands what he hears and he understands, but um, it didn't, it didn't, reflect with my recollection of, of of how we've been but there you go you know. uh, i'm looking for my response did i copy you on my response you did um i what, think you what did, day yeah. did that come out did he send it do you remember oh no <laughs> i've slept since then do me a favor yeah i uh i responded probably not in the most appropriate way <laughs> <clears throat> But uh, so it was Tech Fan that he sent the thing from, wasn't it? Uh, it was, yeah. Uh, yeah, Tech Fan. Let me do a quick search for Tech Fan. Um, yeah, I'm going to get a whole bunch of uh, uh, registration. I don't care about registration. And I only want to. Uh, see, I've got sixteen thousand one hundred ninety-one items as tech fan. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I think never, that don't, I you, we don't need to know exactly what you said. You were, you were. No, I kind of wanted to share it. Yeah, <laughs> you were somewhat curt in your response, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I responded with a GIF or with a yeah. picture. I'm trying to remember what the picture was, though. Uh, I I I believe it may have involved the middle finger. Uh. Yeah, maybe. or was it was it something like I don't give a whatever? Well, no, I know what it said. I'm just trying to remember who the, what the picture was. Wasn't it um, Leonardo DiCaprio? I think so. Yes. Yeah, it was Leonardo DiCaprio holding up like a drink, and the caption was, "This is me giving a shit." <laughs> <laughs> which, which to be honest, is kind of how I feel. Well, look, I, I, don't I, give I, a want, I wanted to mention it because we do encourage our listeners to give us feedback. And yeah. um, I don't want to hide behind the fact that we only talk about the uh, very small amount of feedback that praises us. <laughs> no. Yeah. The tiny, tiny once every three year email we get where somebody says that we do a good show. <laughs> Most yeah, it of it's more like that guy. <laughs> doesn't happen a lot. Uh Oh, uh, boy, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Because I really wanted to read it, what he said. <laughs> it's driving me crazy, though, that I can't find this. Well, this is this what happens when you use email as a filing system. Well, I can do searches there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. See, here's the problem. Everyone always says that. So, well, you can just search for it. And the difficulty is that searching is a skill. And 
you part of searching oh, for something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you've been look how long it's taken you. Part of searching is actually you need to have some memory of what was in the original content. So you can try and find a unique search that's going to try and pull it out. And that is, as you've just demonstrated, sometimes challenging. If you don't remember, I do the same as well. You know, I'll get a something, I have a product or something that I've bought and it's not right and I want to send it back. And it's not from Amazon, it's I ordered it direct. I have to remember something about the confirmation email, yeah, that I, that I can search for so that I can bring it up again. And sometimes, you see something, you go, oh, well, you just put the name of the company in. Yeah, but sometimes the name of the company isn't actually in the email because they've they've used HTML as a kind of like a, as like, um, you know, HTML email. So they have like their logo in there and their company name and address and everything. But it's actually an image. It's not text, so it can't be searched. Right. And then the invoice was a PDF that was attached to it. So the, you, I've had this where you look at the email and you go, huh, there's absolutely nothing in the text of the email that actually states the name of the company or the product I bought. <laughs> you know? And yep, I've had that, that point, before. Yeah, and then you're kind of going, well, what, what date did I buy? And then you start, start excuse me for hitting my microphone, um, then you start going through your email saying, well, well, let me see the email I got through this period of a week. And maybe I can see it. I can eyeball it, you know? And the, the whole thing is just like, yeah, search is overrated. So this was his message. His name was uh, David G. Hi, I've been looking for some new tech podcasts and found yours. I listened to four or five of the most recent. In one, you said, I'm not an Apple fo- fanboy. Ha, totally, I totally disagree. You certainly are, and you should name your podcast the Apple Tech Fan Podcast to save others like me from wasting my time. <laughs> I don't mind some discussion on Apple, but can't stomach fanboys. Still looking. And then my response was, actually, it was uh, David Tennant as Doctor Who coming out of the phone booth. And he's got a cowboy hat on. He's got a uh, flowers around his neck. What do you call that thing? Uh, 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 What was it? Luau? Luau. That's the party. Yeah. You know, the thing from Hawaii that they put on. The garland thing, yeah. Yeah. And it says, this is me giving a F word. So... (laughs) Look, yeah, you know the other standard response to that is, is yeah, why don't you apply for a refund for the yeah, free? You should get a re- you should get a refund. You should totally ask for that, dude. So yeah, I, I I forget that he um he perhaps was a little bit salty in his um criticism of us, but I did want to acknowledge it because, as I said, I don't want people to think that we uh you know we live in an, uh, in some sort of pseudo. <laughs> 16-year no. podcasting ivory tower no. where, you know, we think we're perfect and uh, well, all that the sort thing, of thing. The thing to me is, uh, you know, I think we're very critical of Apple. Now, yeah. that's not to say we're, you know, so critical that we can't see anything positive about it. I think Macs are way better than PC and a lot of reasons, for a yeah. lot of reasons. Uh, but that's not to say that we trash PCs. I mean, you spent the beginning of this talking about a Windows 10 PC. Oh, I, I've got to be honest with you. I mean, day by day, the... I mean, I use Apple products. I have an iPhone. I'm on my iPad constantly. I only use my Mac once a week, which is processing the audio for this show. Yep. The rest of the time, it's sat in a cupboard, and I spend my time on Windows PCs. Part of that's for work, but, you know. Um, I, I work with Windows know. PC all day long at work yeah, as well. exactly. And But here's but, the but thing. Most of the time own. that I'm doing stuff at work, it's all, 
it's all cloud based anyway, so I could use any yeah, machine. Exactly, and and this is the, this is the thing. You know, I actually have several of my own Windows PCs, including the gaming PC I was talking about before. I have a Chromebook that I use on a very regular basis. You know, I use all sorts of things. Um, I'm not really wedded to one or the other. If Apple went away tomorrow, yeah, I wouldn't stop being a tech fan. Oh, um, no, neither would I. You know. But, but we make our choices based on our particular requirements. I've got this tiny little six-inch Windows PC that I think is fantastic think uh, and the, that you think is stupid. And that is fine because it fits my requirements, not yours. Yeah. And I think that's that's what many of us, particularly when we're talking to people online, lose perspective of is that, yeah, it, nobody has to use what you use for them to be right i think i think he must have listened to i think everything was good and then he listened to the episode where we discussed apple's event where they talked about apple silicon right and yeah. that's probably oh, fanboys no it was a big event and you know one of the most popular computing platforms is going to a whole new architecture yeah. That's big news. It's big news, and, and and we're excited about it. And don't get don't get me wrong; it could completely crash and burn. It could oh, be the worst be. thing. It could be the worst thing Apple has ever done, and it Absolutely. could kill them. It could kill them as a PC company. Um, but w- we don't think it will, and um, we we might be wrong. And by the same token, I, I, I think the other thing as well is that I don't think either of us are backward about saying where we've come from you do run a site called mymac.com you have yeah. been writing about apple for 25 but the, years but there was a yeah. reason that, that i started tech fan and i didn't go back to the mymac podcast when yeah. i very well could have and that's because i was bored of talking about just apple related stuff that's how yeah. i got started in podcasting that's how i made my name exactly and i did it for apple focused for what six years and i guess i was bored with it i mean yeah. even when i was doing that I got bored with it. I mean, we started Geekiest Show Ever as an outgrowth of we're tired of talking about just Apple and Mac-related stuff, even though there was always something to talk about. We want to expand on what we're talking about. We want to talk about these geeky things that we're also interested in, which included other technology. Because to to be myopic, and I'm not saying Guy and Gaz is myopic with the the MyMac podcast, because they've expanded on what they talk about as well. Well, yeah, let's face it. There's... there is very much more than a, a tech podcast now. Yes. It's more of an entertainment show yes, I than, would a, agree. than a tech podcast. And yep. and you know what? I uh, some, This is something when, when I left my Mac and, and you know, Gaz uh, kind of filled my place with Guy. Um, you know, I, I, I knew that Guy had leanings towards that. He was always trying to make our show more like that. But um, he needed the right sort of partner. And, and I think, you know, something to to give props to to both of them for from that is the sort of show they do in audio form is what many people are very successful now doing in youtube yes. which is kind of an entertainment show around a theme you know you look at good mythical good mythical morning for instance that's basically the same format that yep. guy and gaz pioneered years and years ago correct you know They're, they were way ahead of their time yeah um so yeah you know I, we've been searching for non-Mac stuff for many years, and we, I think, you know, with TechFan, we do talk about Apple, but it's not every episode, and it's almost never the main focus. 
Oh, well, let's look at this episode. We, the only time we've talked about Apple in this episode is, is to discuss this comment. <laughs> Everything well, I talked about Apple about. CarPlay. Yeah, well, but but yeah, but that that's not that, as you said. But I also said I also said that I'm glad it had Android Auto in case I yeah. gave up the Apple yeah. stuff. So, um, and by the way, you know, Android look, Auto pretty much sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I must. I've been thinking to myself, I have an Android phone. I must plug it to my master that I, I had upgraded to see whether it also has Andrew, Android also. And I presume it does, but they didn't... I, I didn't really ask. Yeah. I, I presume any... I can't... It's difficult for Most me to understand... Most of the new ones do. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't understand why anybody would fit Apple CarPlay only to a car and not the other one. Because right. it, effectively all it is is a, is a different software it's, mode it, on the well, same Yeah, unit. it's an open API that yeah. reads from the phone. The phone controls everything. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've had customers with Android and Apple, and Android is just, it's not as intuitive. It's a really a clunky interface. It really is, and it's not attractive at all. Um, I really wish they would update it. They don't necessarily have to ape what Apple's doing, but what they are doing with Android Auto and look, if, if Android Auto is all you've ever used, you, you probably love it. And you'd probably think it's, I'm dumb right now. It's still a hell of a lot I'd better be, than the in-car systems. Or, oh, no question or, about yeah. that. But yeah. that being said, it's awful. Because what Apple did with Apple CarPlay is the right way of doing it. I, I'll give them props for that. It works. Yeah. It works extremely well. Siri in your car is a game changer. And and Google's assistant in, as part of Android Auto uh, should be better. It should be a lot better well, because yeah, let's be honest, it's it's a better system than than Siri, yeah. but it's not in the car. It doesn't right. work as well. That's so, weird. That I know. Weird. I, I yeah. they really need to take a step back from Android Auto, and and build it from the ground up to make it a much more user friendly, seamless experience. Yeah, but I think I think that's part of the problem with with google's approach to they don't care anymore i I think they've grown bored with it i yeah well whether they're bored with it or uh, but certainly in terms of the the resource effort they seem to put into polishing it and improving it um you kind of get the impression with android also that it's a box that's been checked yeah moved on and it's and it's good enough and they're not going to bother with it anymore they need to have a team at google that is continuous improvement on all of their type of offerings like this and and Android Auto has just lagged. They released it, and that was it. You know, Apple yeah. came out with the new version what a year ago, and I, the new version of of Apple CarPlay is way better than the first version. And then the next one that's coming out is going to be even better because then you can on your phone, and not just for Apple CarPlay, but in general, you can set default applications. So yeah. if I tell right now, if I get in my Sequoia and I say you know, take me to work. Well, it's going to use Apple Maps. Yeah. I don't use Apple Maps. Apple Maps suck. It just does. I like Waze way better. So it goes Waze, Google Maps, and Apple Maps is a distant third. But with the next version of uh, iOS, you can actually set your default navigation app differently. So if I say take me home, a year from now, it's automatically going to launch Waze. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what you want. I like that choice. Yeah, same same with me. I mean, when I listen to music in the car, I'm on Amazon Music. I want to be able to use that as a default, not have it try and search Apple Music. Because right. I don't subscribe to Apple Music, so what happens is if I, if I were to ask Siri in the car to play a particular song, 
it's going to search for it and then not be able to play it because it's subscribed to Apple Music. But there is a trick. And there's a trick on navigation as well. If I go get my Sequoia right now, push a button, and I say, take me to work using Waze, it will use Waze. Right. If I jump on and say, play the best of REM and, and Amazon Music, it will launch Amazon Music and play the best of REM. Yeah. So You just have to know those commands well, that, to yeah, ask and, it those questions. And that's always the problem with, with a voice assistant, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. Even with the ones, because most cars nowadays have some sort of voice recognition system built in. Yep. But the problem is, unless you know what commands it understands, you can't use it. And you, what happens is you go through the user manual and you think, and normally, um, I presume the Toyotas are like this, I don't want this. You get the car manual and then you get a completely separate and normally much thicker manual for the stereo that's built into the car. Yeah. And that's yeah. because engineers wrote the manual. They're awful. Right, yeah. So, but the thing is you go through that, but very few cars I've owned and I've owned quite a few who have these systems in actually have a list of the things the car can understand. Right. Because it's, it's basically, it's too much, too much time and effort to put it in. But then the problem is you, you start with, there's normally a button on the interface that says, uh, here are some things you can ask me. And then it will read them out in a robotic voice. That's mm-hmm. really not what you want, particularly if you're trying to go somewhere and you just want to figure out how to get it to do something. Well, uh, it's a lot, happens, but it's getting better now. And, the, yeah. and the, the hold up in the past from what you're describing, quite honestly, was the processing power in stereos in cars up until about 2017 has been pretty anemic and pathetic. Because remember, if it was in a 2016 car, it was designed in, you know, 2012. Yeah. Cars just don't change that fast, especially, you know, the electronics like that. So the processing power in the dash was anemic. And even though they knew people just wanted to say, take me so-and-so, it it had to be very precise and exactly how you say it. Yeah, it was basically, it was exactly, exactly recognition for exact commands it's not semantic recognition like right. Siri. well they're, well, they're and, much better yeah. now though they yeah. really are um uh-huh. i show people that in the toyotas and people are blown away because i used to and, and this is the, the pitch i give them i said now the voice recognition used to be a gimmick and they mm-hmm. go oh yeah 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 because yeah. but it's not anymore and it's not just toyota it's most cars now they're yeah. very intuitive and they're way faster and they're just way better but yeah. as good as they are it's still not as good as Siri yeah. or Google Assistant. They're, are, those two yeah. are both better because those are constantly being updated. Uh, it's pulling information from the cloud when you're making a request, and it's on your phone, so it's always going to be updated. Whereas the stuff in the right, car yeah. is pretty much static, and it is what it is. Yeah, I remember as a you know a very small child, Alexander was always. Uh, I think the first car I had voice recognition in was a Toyota it was the Prius yeah. uh, and he always wanted me to use voice he, in fact he would want to do it. he would say can you press the button so I can talk to the car and he would just you know issue it commands he just got a kick out of it but that was the only time I ever used those systems in the car yeah because the rest terrible. of the rest of the time it just wasn't it was it it became it because it was so so much slower to speak to the car than it ever was to just press a button bring up the screen and press a button you just never did it well, you know, you know Julie's 2006 um, Lexus has voice recognition and navigation, yeah. and she's fine with the navigation. I think it's it's god awful in there myself, um, but she's used to using it now. But she literally types everything in. I've tried talking to it; it's awful. Yeah, it's just awful. Pairing a phone, you can't do it. It's a 2006; it mm. doesn't do it. Uh, I have an I put an FM transmitter in there just so you can pipe your music from your phone into the car. 
Yeah. But it has this constant FM whine to it, which drives me up the wall. They don't, well, my daughter probably doesn't like it, but Cole and Julie, they're like, yeah, it just does that because of, yeah, it's fine. It's good yeah. enough. And to me, it's not good enough. It's awful. That's why I want to replace it because, like, we went up to uh, Petoskey. The reason we took my Sequoia and used a tank and a half of gas for a, an eight-hour trip where I could have used her car and used maybe half a tank because it yeah. is a hybrid um, is simply because of the stereo and navigation. And there's no yeah. good place in her phone to put or in her car to put my phone so I can see. Because uh, I've only been to Petoskey <laughs> once. Some, somebody at the door, excuse me. Sure. Uh, Alexander. Uh, it's all right. Alexander's going to get it. But the dog always goes crazy when he hears yeah. the, somebody at the door. Well, that's the dog's job. Hey, well, yeah, he's this, he's basically saying, this is my house. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Yeah, I need you to know that I am here, and this is my house and my family. Yep. Our dogs are the same. I mean, that was the bark of, I don't know who you are, who are you? Yeah. He's, and everything's fine now. He's, yeah. <laughs> yep. Ollie, enough. Uh, I'm going to have to go, Tim, because yeah. I've got something here to see Leanne. So we're going to wrap up this episode of Tech Fan. Go ahead and drop off, David. I'll, right. I'll finish up here. We do encourage you guys to send feedback. It's the show at techfanpodcast.com. <laughs> that's a good way of wrapping up the show. That, that's called a hard stop, people. <laughs> so again, uh, send us feedback, the show at techfanpodcast.com. Make sure you go to either mymac.com or techfanpodcast.com. If you want to leave a message there, it will see it. And uh, if your message isn't nasty and rude, then <laughs> I won't respond the way I did to the other guy. Uh, or you can find us on Twitter. It's Tech Fan Podcast. And we do have a Facebook uh, page, which gets views, but not, not a whole lot. I don't think people go to Facebook to uh, follow Tech Fan. But we will see you guys in a week on uh, Geeks Pub. Next episode of Geeks Pub, you're going to want to check that one out. It's uh, it's going to have a theme. It's 1982. The big things that happened in 1982. So I'm looking forward to that. We're going to kind of go in that direction, more theme-based on uh, Geeks Pub. So make sure you check that out, geekspubpodcast.com. And uh, we'll see you guys next week on Geeks Pub and two weeks again on TechFan. Bye.